Hi, welcome to Wine and Cheese. I'm Maddie. And I'm Charlotte. We are drinking like Bailey hot chocolate. Yes, an invention of Madeline's doing. What are you going to call it? I feel like you need to give it a magical name. Think about it. Maybe okay. by the end of this episode, <laughs> I'll be inspired. And then we did it with what? Almond milk? Yeah, with almond milk. Almond Dairy milk, doesn't sit so well with me sometimes. Some rich chocolate powder from Swiss Miss. <laughs> <laughs> so we're looking forward to that. And then our pairing are the, oh my goodness, these the are so short good. The classic shortbread cookies. The Dutch ones? Yeah. Are they Dutch? Oh, with the little like sugar. The, the blue tin. So the crystal sugar on top. We're going to so be good. on a sugar high <laughs> oh, yeah. by the end of the episode. So for today's icebreaker, I wanted to do a how well do you know me game. <laughs> so before we started the episode, I had Charlotte and myself fill out this questionnaire. Okay. And we're going to see how well we know each other. So the first question is, who is your celebrity crush? Do you want to take a stab at mine? So I named a couple of people. I think for some of these answers I named because it's kind of hard. Okay, so for you, I think it's James Franco, Idris Elba, and... And I, who, who did I put first? Who was the first one? Oh, Adrian Brody. Oh my God! <laughs> I just put him last just now. I'm like, I have to add him. Yes, I put Idris Elba, Leo DiCaprio. Oh, yes. Jason Momoa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gael Garcia Bernal. And Adrian Brody. Yeah. So you got a couple of those. Good for you. I couldn't think of too many, but I definitely remember you saying you like Eddie... <laughs> Renovade. Yeah, I couldn't think of his name. So was there true. anyone else on your list? I didn't put anybody else. Really? That's that was the only, only one, one I put ah! on there. <laughs> that was the only one I put on there. I figured that would be at least one of yours. It's like my current crush. Yeah. What's your go-to morning drink? Maddie, a medium Dunkin' Donuts latte with two sugars. <laughs> That is very specific and also very true. I just put latte, but yes, that's how I take it. And I'm going to say for yours is your tea. You're a tea girl. Yeah, I am a tea I don't girl. know what kind of tea, though. I, I mix it up, so you that's good. You mix it up? Yeah. Okay, so tea. What is your dream car? Wait, So should I take for you? Mine. I put Volvo down for you. Well, eh. I, no? No. Oh, no. My dream car is a, a Range Rover. Oh, yes, that's right. And not a Land Rover, a Range Rover. A Range Rover, like, Because yeah. you really... want to be sporty, but you're really... <laughs> you're really just bougie. <laughs> Fake sporty. I know. I really am drawing a blank on what would be your favorite car. Is it an Audi? No. No? I can't believe you don't know this. What? I put a motorcycle. Motorcycle? A cruiser. Oh. I've been saying this for years. I guess I didn't think that's your dream car. Yeah, I want a motorcycle, a cafe cruiser. Not like Frat Rocket, not a Harley. A cafe cruiser. A cafe cruiser. Okay. You'll have to look that up. Yeah, I will, because <laughs> I have no idea what that is. Where would you love to live? That one's difficult. I didn't name a place. I put, well, okay, I'll do for you. I put California. Yes, I did put California. I did Portland in there. <laughs> <laughs> for you, I remember you saying you want to live in a loft. Oh my <laughs> Like a long time ago, right? Yes. <laughs> that is so true. So I put a loft or a magical cottage. <laughs> that makes sense, but a loft. But I put loft first. That's crazy. Wow, you really know me. What's the next question? What is your biggest physical insecurity? For you? And I put like something in general, and then I also put a specific region of my body. I know that you love your hair and your freckles. I don't know for you, because you always seem pretty. 
pretty confident to me. Let's see. You never like complain about something specifically. I put down uh, my weight, but not anymore. Right, so exactly. Much. So, but like that's always been like a insecurity of mine. And then if I said body part, I say like my thighs, stretch marks on my oh, thighs. Oh, stretch marks on your thighs. Yeah. That, that's I feel about like it. there's so many women out there who have it. Yeah, it I mean, it's like, like it. I'm not that insecure. Or about that. We're just kind of like, eh. I like, don't obsess about it. I, I don't see you going ahead and putting on shorts to hide them. No. Do you know what I mean? As if, Like on the beach or something. No. no. I no. agree. I wouldn't do that. I put, for you, your boobs. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Definitely want a boob job, for sure. What is your favorite movie? Oh. For you, I... I put two movies down. Trying to figure it out. And they're both so different. Oh my god. I don't know. But if you. I say it, you would know. Let me is see, for you... Forrest Gump? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> that was one of them. I don't know what the other one is. Moulin Rouge. Oh, wow. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> For you, I have no idea. Because you... Oh, Harry Potter. What's that? <laughs> what? <laughs> Duh. I had a flawed moment. You watch so many movies yeah. and love so many movies. Like, it was kind of hard. But yes, Harry Potter. Definitely. Sure. If I had to choose one, it would be that one for sure. Who is your favorite Disney princess? Mm. For you... I think The Little Mermaid. I think yeah. you said Little Mermaid was your Ariel. favorite Disney mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking a, like a wild stab because I don't even, <laughs> I kind of vaguely recall you saying it, but I don't know. Mulan? Oh, no. no. Moana, the other end. Oh, Moana. I like Moana. Yeah. But Mulan, can, I mean, yeah, she's good. Yeah, I she's remember good. you saying you like her and that she was like atypical. And I technically yeah. she's not a princess. Yeah. But I think. Is Moana a princess too? Yeah, she's princess. like the chief, the chief's daughter. So it's interesting. I do like Mulan, and I wouldn't discredit it, but I don't know that it would be my favorite. Moana. It's hard. Movies like we watch so many, so it's hard to create like get a, a favorite. This one's kind of a tough one. What is your go-to karaoke song? Jesus, it would have to be something. You, I really have no idea. You really want? I have no idea for you either. Yes, you do. I did it. This well, summer. I assume you did it but for you okay i'll take a guess okay give me a genre i don't know at least give me a genre 80s i don't know if that's a genre is it but like it's a madonna song no no i don't want to like totally... i put totally total eclipse of the heart oh i would have never never that, that is no. my go-to karaoke. To karaoke together yeah i don't think that's why you don't know but that is my karaoke song okay like we're to... gonna have to remedy this we need to go on a sibling karaoke trip agreed um uh, for you something queen no no <laughs> the song that i know the most lyrics of is my humps I did really? <laughs> That's your karaoke? That's my karaoke song. I know like all the lyrics. <laughs> so this summer I recorded it with Josh, remember? Yeah. That I remember, but I, I just didn't assume that was your go-to. Yeah, that's my go-to. Okay. What was your favorite subject in school? I think we share the same subject, but... What are you going to say, English? Language arts. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm, I put social studies. Really? I put social studies. You like social studies? I liked it. I, liked I put it. language arts. I used to like the reading yeah. and then analyzing the books and all that that's stuff. That's true. That's good. I just remember having a really but good like social a... studies teacher. Okay. Like, really, really good. I was going to say, because you don't really keep up with current events like that. He, so. Yeah. I mean, he was very good at the time. Who is the person or band you most like to see in concert that you haven't seen already? That you haven't seen? Yeah. There's one that like kind of remains on Adele? my list. Adele? 
Eh, that's mom's favorite. Um, I'm gonna say for you, shut in. Yes, definitely shut in. And for me, red hot chili peppers. Oh, <laughs> wow, you did mention that. Oh, and they do tour all the time. How come you haven't seen that? I them? don't know. I just haven't gotten around to it. They probably don't tour here that often, though. Where are they based out of? California. Oh. So well, you need to make a trip out there. I know, before they get too old. That is a good band. It really is. they got a lot of good songs. So what did you think? I had fun. I think we should do this with the rest of our siblings. Yeah, I thought this was fun. And I learned some new things about you today. I know, me too. So we're going to take a I quick think break. you know me more than I know you. Really? That's not oh. good. We need to remedy this. So we're going to take a quick break, mm-hmm. and we'll be right back. How was your week? My week was good. I'm trying to remember. I'm like facing out right now. What did we do this weekend? What did I do this weekend? I don't even remember. What did you do this weekend? I don't know. I um, took Christmas pictures. Yes. I feel like I did something else that was kind of major, but I can't recall. <laughs> I guess it wasn't that major. <laughs> uh, old age. Yeah. Uh, I know I did like a couple of holiday parties. Oh, what are we talking about? We went to SantaCon! <laughs> we both were gone! We totally spaced out! We're like, what did we do? Oh, look, I know I did something kind of major, but I just don't remember. That pretty much explains SantaCon, though. Yes. It was oh my god. Really, so, really Charlotte's birthday celebration keeps going. We're going strong. Yes, that never ends. I love it. Myself, Charlotte, and our younger brother, we uh, hit up Hoboken. Yeah. They were having SantaCon last weekend, and we went all out. We dressed up. We went and, and did the whole thing. Mm-hmm. What did you think about it? These are my things. I don't want to pay for it in the future, but I definitely want to go back. And I want to go with more people. Like, I feel yeah. like it's fun if we go in with a bigger more, group. in a bigger group. And maybe pregame a little bit beforehand and also don't work the overnight beforehand. But yeah, I had so much fun. I really did. It was fun. I mean, it was a predominantly white crowd. Yeah, that was the other thing. I didn't know if I should mention that, but whatever. It is what it is. I mean, it really was a predominantly white crowd. It's not our people, per se, but it was still fun. I mean, I didn't see it as a bad thing. I just felt very much like one of the only... I feel like you can tell the difference in the kind of party that you're going to have based on the people who are there. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, Like, there was no dancing. Yeah, there was no dancing. Exactly. So that's what I mean. People were getting a little bit... Silly and trying to do things. I don't know. And maybe Latinos would try to do this too. I feel like like if Latinos had a SantaCon, there would be a lot more dancing. Yeah, a lot more dancing, a lot more loud music. Yeah, Um, it was a lot more chill. It was more about like drinking and wasted. Yeah. I mean, every once in a while, they would, like, throw in a holiday song, and everyone would go, like, yeah, 
yeah. you know, but yeah. for the most part, it was pretty much a like chill and drink kind of thing. Mm-hmm. We're not big drinkers, so we kind of like did three bars and we did a Food, beer yeah. at each bar yeah. and we also ate. So we never got like wasted, yeah. but I, some people go there to like get wasted, yes. you know? Yes. So that's probably the reason why we also feel like the, the wristbands or whatever we paid for was stupid because yeah. so you pay for this wristband and so you can have like a discounted discount, right. drinks at certain bars. But A, to get to those bars, the line was insane. A lot of those places were already at capacity because they had like $3 beers and stuff. And then, you know, we just went to other bars that were a little less crowded and like, yeah, they had, they didn't have the specials, but like the beer selection was much better right and like better quality stuff so i don't care to spend three dollars on a domestic beer like, yeah i hate no, domestic yeah, beer we're not domestic beer people we're bougie <laughs> <laughs> so to me the wristband was kind of a waste and no okay. one was checking them at the place no, nobody was checking and them. nor did we have desire to go to the places where they, they were worked checking, at, yeah right? that's just not our crowd like we don't want to go to a place where it's so packed with people you can't even order at the bar you can't hear yourself think mm-hmm. and and not in like oh it's it's dancing music kind of way. Yes. That was the major thing that I kept. What were we like doing? Like, I know we were doing something special this week. <laughs> There's like the holes in our memory. Oh my God. And then Sunday, I'm drawing a blank on Sunday too. I feel like I did something else important on Sunday, but I can't recall. Sunday, I got my nails done. I went to a holiday party for 45 minutes mm-hmm. and then I went to work. All the days are just blurring together. You you and I kind of met up like after the SantaCon and we were kind of talking about something that was on your mind. You mm-hmm. want to share? Yeah, I do want to share. So I don't know that anybody can tell this through the podcast as of yet. Like we've opened up, but maybe not to the extent that they would know the kind of person I am. Mm-hmm. As my sister, how would you describe me as a person? You're very sweet, open and generous. I would describe you as empathetic. Are I'm any just of those, like, like, yeah, yeah. I'm like this high energy, like loving person. Let me describe it perfectly. My husband was like, you know what you should do for Elf on the Shelf? You should get Charlotte to dress up as an elf. You're like a real life like human elf. You got the hair. Oh my God. You got the personality. That is like a perfect. So I got, I think that's good. Like if I wanted to be compared to like a mystical creature, it'd probably be like an elf or or a a fairy. Like Uh that would be nice. (laughs) That'd be cool. So what's got you down, little elf? Yes. On this road to self-discovery, I was doing little quotes because I hate saying that. It's so corny. It's Mm -hmm. so Instagram and, Mm -hmm. like, whatever. But it's the truth. I am, like, taking purposeful time to find out who is Charlotte. I found that I am. Like, the people that I love, I love a lot. Things that I am passionate for, I go ham. Just, Mm -hmm. I do it 100%. I give it all my all. I'm just kind of an intense kind of person that way. Several people have been telling me, bring it back, you know, like take it down, take it down like 10 notches, turn down the volume. And they're like, you know, you're like an open wound and you need to take care of yourself. I understand where they're coming from. And I was telling a friend today, you know, I think I always battle between caring so much and trying to protect myself from people who would take advantage, you mm-hmm. know, of that kind of a thing. But 
I never felt like I wanted to change. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I never felt like at first, I, you know, I always felt sensitive about it. Like I'm sensitive, you know, and it was always to me, it was always a bad thing. People would always say, oh, you're so sensitive. And I always took it as a bad thing. Only recently have I decided to embrace it, embrace it and just be like, yeah, I am sensitive. And so what? I feel like that's my superpowers. Maybe more people need to be sensitive and be a little bit more in tune to their feelings so they're not so cold. Mm-hmm. we're all humans and mm-hmm. i feel like if maybe we all put uh, down our guards a little bit we wouldn't be so quick to hurt each other mm-hmm. do you know what i mean with our words our actions our inaction when people say that to me i feel like they're trying to tamper down my like i hate to say this and i keep making references trying to kill your vibes. yeah they're trying to kill my vibes my magical spirit it's like my superpower if everybody has a superpower you know if you had to choose one thing i feel like that was my thing you know Mm-hmm. that the people that I do love I feel like I go above and beyond for them and I love them so much I could be intense sometimes but it could be good you know sometimes you need somebody to love you that way so it was hurtful and I was trying to I always try to think about it and see are they right do I need a change or do I just take their advice and okay no problem and let it go so what do you think Maddie well We kind of spoke about this briefly the other day, and I told you at the time, and I'm going to tell you again, I just feel like you need to be true to who you are. If being cold and bitchy is not who you are, that's going to make you more miserable right? than going above and beyond for someone and them not appreciating it. I think I'm okay with someone going above, like if I go above and beyond and they don't appreciate it, I think it's up to me to decide not to do it again or not. But I'm not going to intentionally not do it across the board. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like I think I want to take each case individually. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like perfect example. I guess I'm like you to a certain extent, probably not as much, but like I still feel like I'm that kind of a person. And my husband is the the total opposite. He (laughs) does not go the extra mile. If he can help it, he does it. You know, he's always like, what's in it for me? Like he's not very much uh, naturally, he's giving to me, he's giving to ourselves. Like he's giving in though, but like to your average person, not really. And he would always tell me like, you're doing too much. For instance, holiday time at work. Like I would always want to like get something, get something. But like, it was never like, and this is the thing I was telling you. Don't do it if you feel resentful or obligated or something. Do it if it brings you joy. So for me, it would bring me joy. Like I would do these little gifts and it would make me happy to give them and like, people receive them and And see that their happiness like oh what a pleasant surprise thank you so much this is exactly what i needed you know what i mean he would always be like you're doing too much or you're kissing ass or blah blah and i'm like no i'm not kissing ass i just i'm doing it because i really want to when i don't want to do it i won't do it the first year i started my old job Mm -hmm. you know i was still happy it was the honeymoon period I, i generally liked my coworkers, and i like went above and beyond and like you know holiday time i did what i had to do but like the next year i wasn't feeling it yeah i didn't want to do it and my husband's like well now you set the bar <laughs> look when i'm feeling it in my soul i will do it and if i'm not feeling it then i'm not gonna fake the funk either i agree i agree i think there's nothing worse than being in- disingenuous exactly uh, and especially because i feel like you're being disingenuous to yourself because nobody else cares you know what i mean you're doing all that extra effort for nothing for you if you're not feeling it they already know how you feel because they could see it on your face exactly so what i say to you is if it makes you 
feel good to be that kind of individual and it brings you joy, it would make you less happy to be someone that you're not. And to those people telling you that you need to tone it down, they're completely different personalities. Yeah. Like I know the people telling you to tone it down yeah. and they're not you, you know? And I don't think they qualify as haters. I think they care. It's coming from a place of No, caring. absolutely not. And, and the reason why I didn't say that is because I know who they are. I know they love you very much. But I also know that they're not people that are open and giving and they're just not who you are. And I love you for who you are. That is your superpower. I hope so. Because I feel like it is. Do you feel that now that you're approaching 30, like, do you associate your positivity and high energy and all that stuff like do you feel that that makes you appear younger and like more gullible because it doesn't have to oh i feel like yeah for sure i mean it depends on who you're talking about but yeah like i feel like people think i'm way younger or i'm way more naive than i am but then that's their their bad not yours yeah and given i have a lot to learn still and i'm not like super wise you know (laughs) because like i still have to put a lot of footwork down and i'm still always learning yeah i think people can all feel like they always can pull things on me it's my job to say no you know and i'm getting to use that muscle yeah (laughs) i think you should exercise that muscle and it's painful at first. It's a little sore and it feels weird and whatnot. I think this year I want to start saying no and standing up for myself because it's clear that people aren't going to just do it out of the goodness of their heart. And I'm like, yeah, I can see that. I totally can see that. You yeah, know? there's definitely going to be the people that see that and, and think like, what can I pull over on this yes, person? Yeah, exactly. You don't need to allow that, nor do you need to change who you are. Right. You just need to... Put a boundary for, on those people who are clearly undeserving of my awesomeness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of like awesomeness and, and openness, one thing that we've been talking about a lot is how to approach this podcast. Yes, we've talked about that a lot. We've talked about it, and how do you feel? Like, so far, I'm pretty sure we have zero listens. (laughs) (laughs) We have not promoted it anywhere. We haven't told family and friends about it. I mean, like, we've told them about it, but we haven't sent them links to. How do you feel about that? Do you like the fact that it's private and you can be yourself? Do you want to share it with the world? Like, how does this platform feel for you? That's such a great question, actually, because after we talked about it a little bit, I thought about it. I asked you a question and you never responded with a yes or no on that. Yeah. Okay, so I'll answer it now. My initial reaction is to keep it private because Mm -hmm. I am being so open on Mm -hmm. this. You know, I feel like we're drinking alcohol, we're having a good time. The point is to get our guard down and Mm -hmm. we're being really open and honest with our answers and who we are and our uh, I remember listening to our first podcast and being like, oh my god, I sound like that? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like that's that's how I sound. So get used to it Charlotte so my initial reaction is to hold it close and protect it and Mm -hmm. like from judging eyes even though I am a very open person the truth is yeah people could be very judgmental even our family can be Mm -hmm. judgmental but I think like my life we should put our neck out we should kind of open up a little bit we should tell our family send our our family the link we should send our friends the link the other thing too is that this is what our fourth podcast yeah um fourth damn (laughs) (laughs) yeah 
correct. Yeah. This is like the fifth one for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You actually brought up a good point. I think, like, part of me feels that being that it's our fifth podcast, we've been through this rodeo a couple yeah, times. Yeah, like, do people gonna judge, like, oh my god, you're at this again? Don't you guys ever give up? And again, like, should we care what people think? Like, I think you have to fail several times before you succeed. I feel like because this is the fifth time, like, I've thought about all the other times that we've done it and why we haven't continued. And I feel like it eventually became not a safe place. Once we put it out there and people started listening. A lot. A lot of people, a lot of people we know started listening. Like, I just felt like I had to curate certain things that I was saying. Oh, yeah. And that kind of stole the joy out of it a little bit for me. Yeah. You know, like, once I started having to curate my words and did this come across appropriately it just wasn't as fun Mm -hmm. and then when looking at the other podcast that we did we were talking about a subject matter and like part of me was feeling like imposter syndrome with that too because we didn't we didn't feel or you know there was parts of our lives that we weren't happy about yeah not even that we weren't happy about but also like were we portraying ourselves as some sort of expert that we were it and like doing the homework assignments and stuff like that so part of the reason why I like this because it really got back to what I enjoyed about podcasting, which was spending time with you, mm-hmm. you know, spending time with someone and having conversations. I don't care so much if our immediate circle knows about this. I actually would rather not our immediate circle know about this because then we can be free for ourselves. The question but is... I don't on. mind if the world, like if... Mm-hmm. Joe Schmo in Alaska listens to it because they may relate, but they have no bearing on my life. Right. So the question is, want to censor our life to our family because their opinion matters to us. But at the end of the day, are we being honest with them about who we are in our life? I feel like I can't always be honest with certain members of the family. Yeah. Like, if I'm keeping it real, I feel like I have to curate what I say with, with some members of our family. Like, a lot of members of our family. <laughs> I feel like the person I could be the most honest with probably is you and my husband. Don't feel bad about it. It just is what it is. Then. But I feel like once we like put it out there and people are listening, then we're going to feel more obligated to say or not say certain things. So this is back to what we talked mm-hmm. about with, with me, that person who told me you need to not be so open. So the conversation, had, this was a work friend, the conversation had started because I was going to tell my manager that my availability for my second job was going to scale mm-hmm. back. I didn't mm-hmm. want to work every available hour that they had, every mm-hmm. second available. I didn't want to do that. I, ha- I want to have a life. I want to have mm-hmm. balance. I do want financial stability but that didn't require me to be there all the time i had mentioned that to my friend my friend was like you shouldn't say anything at all just tell them you're not available but i said it's gonna look weird like i went from december working like i think 140 hours to working like 60 in january that's a huge shift so i feel like i have to say something if for no other reason that I want to hold myself accountable. It's kind of like one of those things that like when you cut off an ex, sometimes you have to block them from your end so that you don't go back, like in a moment of weakness, go back to talking to them or something Mm -hmm. like that. So I wanted to tell her so that it's out there. Like I told you, like I, this is my new thing. I'm gonna try to have some some balance for myself. I'm not gonna work more than 40 hours every two weeks. Like, and then I wanted to put that as a rule. So that way she doesn't even ask me to 
to do more than that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And she was like, well, you're too open. You need to... You don't put yourself out there. That's too much personal information. They're going to mistreat it. I don't think you need to tell them specifics as to why. But I think it's okay to be like, hey, this year I just want to take less hours. I need more. Yeah. More time for myself. Right. And that's really all I was going to say is like, I need more time for myself. Like... Thank you so much for taking putting me in, and like I appreciate it. But December was brutal. I'm going to just cut back. You mm-hmm. know, that's really all I was gonna say. And that person was like, "You're being too." Just tell them you're not available. Done. And I was just like, "That seems cold to me." Yeah. Do you know? Well, what it's I mean? like when I quit my job, I got the advice of like, "You should just be like, okay, I- I've accepted another opportunity, and leave it like that." Right. But that just didn't sit well with me. I agree. Sometimes it didn't sit like... well with me, and I'm glad I went about it the way I did. Whether or not it softened the blow, I I went into a little more detail, and I said, "Look, you know this." was a great opportunity i really enjoyed everything i learned here but i really need to make this move for me and my family and i felt like it felt authentic to me i think if i did a cold like yeah i'm out of here i quit peace out right that wouldn't have been authentic to who maddie is I mean, there's nothing wrong with being a little vulnerable. Like, being vulnerable and having feelings is is what makes us human, what makes us a woman. But I'm not going to pretend like I don't have feelings, that I'm some sort of robot. The point is, I'm not a robot. And I can't, like, I do have feelings. I can't continue to work at that pace anymore. And I want to humanize myself to my manager to receive some empathy and understanding. My point, too, is I didn't want her, my manager, to be like, fine, you're not getting any hours. And, like, I'm not coming from a place of malice or ungratefulness. I ended up doing exactly what I wanted to do. But my friend was like, no, they don't deserve that, blah, blah. But, like, I didn't want to come off like that. I think at the end of the day, like, we just see things differently. And that's okay. That's what makes us who we are. Yes. That's what makes them who they are. They're going to thrive in situations where they can be the way they are. And we're going to thrive in situations where we feel heard and where we can be a little bit vulnerable and Mm -hmm. not feel like, you know, trampled and stampeded on. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Agreed. So, yeah, that that's at the end. And, and for this podcast, circling back to what we were talking about earlier, this is what I want. I want to be authentically me on here. And I don't, I know it's going to be difficult if our family hears this and they hear, you know, certain point of views or even our friends. Like, if they hear it, yeah, it might be uncomfortable, but I think it's important for them to hear what's really going on in my head so that if they still like me and they still think, you know what, she's still a cool person mm-hmm. and I can see where she's coming from then they'll stay in my life and if they don't then I totally understand you know I just want to do something that gives me joy for Mm. no other purpose than the fact that it brings me joy and like this podcast for now brings me joy we're sitting in your kitchen you know having a conversation it's time that we carve out every week for ourselves more than for this audience because like I said I'd be surprised if anybody has heard this podcast at this juncture it's really for us to spend time together once we invite the world then it's no longer our safe place Mm -hmm. good point i think we brought up very good points and i think we should just keep exploring i think yeah i think we should do whatever is comfortable and if that means changing what we talk about in the podcast fine like i want it to be as open as possible like there's no there's no limits the question the thing is once we open it up or we invite people in there's no pushing them out unless you stop the podcast right so 
I feel like we've come across this, like this is not our first time at the rodeo. Right. I think maybe the secret to our longevity is to, you know, let's try it out and see how <laughs> how long we can have this anonymous podcast. And like, you know, because I feel like whether we want to believe it or not, once you put it out there to the people around you, you know, you get the vibes, you get yeah. the opinions. And whether you want to or not, you start censoring yourself. I feel like I'm pieces of me with everyone I across like I don't think I'm not authentic but every person I know knows a different side a different version a different side of me yeah right once you start inviting all these people from different parts of your life to see the whole picture it's it a little hairy <laughs> <laughs> it does but the people who stick around there's a kind of a um a release like an in- endorphin mm-hmm. release and like whoosh it's out there it's like holding this big and not that it's a lie it's not a lie it's just a different part of yourself but once you've out there uncurated uncensored and people still like you there's a freedom about it yeah. you know not that i've experienced it but i can imagine <laughs> <laughs> i can imagine or there's just like a crazy backlash yeah Who knows? i mean like the more I let go and the more I am, um, yeah, I, I get feedback and it's not positive and not all of it's positive. Some of it is. I'll take the good, I'll take the bad, but at least I feel more happy. I feel a little bit more happier than I am myself. Something happened the other day. Um, we were in the Devil's Game and mm-hmm. Jonas was dancing and having such a good time and somebody left. Not at him, but mm-hmm. with him. But he felt like he was laughing at him. You remember he got yeah. so upset. He, he was, got so self-conscious. Yeah. He didn't want, he wanted to leave. And that, that really made me so sad because I'm like, that's that right there is the beginning of adulthood right there contaminating his life he was but it was he experienced pure joy he was having such a great time at the hockey game dancing he was totally having fun and then it like was gone and now he probably feels like he can't do that anymore and that's horrible why can't he just be himself at a hockey game (laughs) but like i think the more interesting part of that that it was self-imposed yeah it was self-imposed shame and guilt because like you said the guy did wasn't laughing at him he was laughing with him and it was perception you know and it was my son's perception yeah he saw this strange person laughing and he in his little brain in his little three-year-old brain he assumed that he was being made fun of and where did he learn this from that people make fun of other people where where does that come from that's horrible (laughs) that i feel like mom would say that's sin that i was gonna say that she's gonna say that's like the man original sin right there to feel shame yes and maybe it is actually because right isn't the whole thing that like as soon as they ate the apple they they, they they felt felt naked. naked yes yes oh my goodness bible study That's horrible. That's really the worst feeling, feeling that shame to be who you are, you know? And mm-hmm. fuck that, man. Jonas is perfect. I wouldn't share not uh, change one hair on his head. I really wouldn't. I love him so much. In and out. I don't care how much he bites me and pulls my hair. <laughs> I love him so much, and I don't want him to change, and I don't want him to feel that shame. That's And horrible. I don't want you to change. Yeah. It sucks being an adult, man. (laughs) Anyway. Well, don't let them kill your vibe. I know. (laughs) Take away our innocence, our childish, our child's 
like innocence. That's what it is. <laughs> Let's go into our tip or pick of the week if you're ready. I am ready. I have a really good one. Okay, you start. Okay, so we had a little bit of snow this week. Just like a shower. Anyways, um, I didn't even know about it until a friend of mine was like, oh, drive so carefully in the snow tomorrow. And I was like, snow? What's supposed to snow? What are you talking about? He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh my god, I feel like this stuff always takes me by surprise. He's like, okay, download this app. It's called My Radar. It actually sends you an alert 20 minutes before it's going to rain, 20 minutes before it's going to snow, wherever you are. Like a meteorologist? Yes, it'll send you a little message like, it's going to rain in 20 minutes, light rain. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Um, What's it called? It's called My Radar. My Radar. My Radar. So I highly recommend it. It's free. Awesome. For me this week, my tip is a podcast that I listen to. At the suggestion of one of my favorite podcasters, my leak teal. Yes, so she is. actually. Um, I sent it to you this morning. Yes. I don't think you've had a chance to listen to it. My leak is, uh, I guess, entrepreneur? like entrepreneur, like yeah, business entrepreneur podcast. Like she really has good content on it. I highly recommend you check her out. It's called the My Taught You podcast. But this particular podcast that she recommended, it was a specific episode. And the podcast name itself was called Dropping Gems with Debbie Brown. But the topic, the title was The Pressure of Finding Your Purpose. Mm. And I just thought it was such a good podcast. Um, I've been struggling with not necessarily like, you know, with my job. Like, I, I think I've kind of grasped the fact that like, okay, where I'm at right now, it's a job. It's not giving me crazy fulfillment. It does what it needs to do. I get paid. I'm not miserable there, which is like a big step up from where I was before. But it's not like my purpose in life and my passion. So this, this podcast kind of goes deep diving into the difference between both. The importance of not making your career this lie, this false narrative that people keep saying on Instagram and on social media, kind of like you have to find your passion mm-hmm. and like, you know, entrepreneurship is the way to like find your purpose. And they're not interchangeable things, you know. You can have a purpose in life that has nothing to do with your career. Right, right. Absolutely. Like I told you earlier, I'm like, maybe your purpose in life is to be that person that sees and hears other people because you're empathetic. It doesn't necessarily have to be tied to what you make a living doing. So I just thought it was a really good podcast, being that year-end is coming up. We're entering into a new decade. A lot of people are doing soul-searching. It's the time of year for soul-searching. So I highly recommend it again. The podcast episode um, is called The Pressure of Finding Your Purpose. The podcast is Dropping Gems with Debbie Brown. You should check it out because I thought it was a good listen. Nice. Will do. Yeah. That's it. Have a great, great rest of your week, everyone. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.